Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Out in the Ring looks into the lives of LGBTQ professional wrestlers past and present and the history of LGBTQ representation in professional wrestling. Told through a combination of archival footage and interviews with outperformers, wrestling journalists, and historians, and friends and allies. And that is the, the premise behind a documentary called Out in the Ring. And we are joined today by the director of the film, who is in the process of putting together the financing to make this film happen. And that would be Ryan Bruce Levy. Ryan, welcome to Film School. Well, thank you so much, and it's uh, great to be here. Ryan, tell me a little bit about uh, sort of how you came to the, the idea behind the project Out in the Ring. Well, it's interesting. I grew up in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, uh, and Alberta was kind of a hotbed of professional wrestling in the 1980s uh, with the uh, very famous Hart family running a company called Stampede Wrestling. So as a child, home on Saturdays, kind of often alone, sitting in front of a TV like many kids did on a weekend, I came across wrestling on television and was just enthralled with it. And so I became a huge fan of it, and then that led to just a general love of it as a child. And I'd always had very fond memories. Um, as time goes on and you get older, uh, more and more, you know, you start to come to terms as, you know, in my case, as a gay man dealing with my sexuality and developing some some attractions to uh, the wrestlers. And it became, you know, kind of as time had went on uh, and my career as a film distributor and publicist and uh, f- producer's rep uh, would lead me to lead me back uh, when I decided to take a step forward as a filmmaker to uh, kind of revisit something that I had a connection with. And one of the things I noticed was professional wrestling uh, have uh, not a lot of openly gay performers, yet the industry itself could be looked as quite homoerotic um, and sexualized in in many ways. So over year over many years, I would research out performers and look back at kind of the history of representation uh, that uh, that I had seen. Uh, much of it not very positive in terms of its representation of the LGBTQ community. Often uh, stereotypes, often portrayed by white straight cisgender males and often uh, very homophobic in terms of the way that they address um, the characters. So over time, as uh, we saw more and more performers eventually come out, I was able to kind of uh, begin to really unearth many performers who had been in the closet for years, had now come out, and a new generation of wrestlers. So it became apparent there was a story that we could tell that would take the history of representation from the years uh, going back as far as the 1940s to today where we have now at least five dozen openly gay active wrestling performers from as high up as the WWE to independent um, um, performers on uh, independent promotions across uh, the world. Mm -hmm. 
Is there a particular sort of a particular wrestler who's sort of a representation of this time you're talking about in the 40s, 50s, and 60s? Is there someone who's come to sort of uh, embody that particular era has and having now come out? Well, I think the most important personality of in terms of wrestlers that have come out is a gentleman by the name of Pat Patterson. And Pat Patterson was the first WWWF uh, intercontinental champion before it became the WWF and eventually WWE. And Pat Patterson, uh, you know, was um, came out uh, was was out in the 1960s. Uh, he had a partner, uh, Louis Dondero, who he was with for over 40 years. Now everybody knew that Pat was gay behind the scenes. Uh, he worked uh, very frequently in the San Francisco scene in California, and then would go on to become a very high-profile um, person in the WWF, and then the second, essentially the second in command to Vince McMahon Jr. Uh, in the WWF WWE. Uh, he would go on to create uh, things as important as the Royal Rumble. He um, he often wrote and produced for a lot of the wrestlers. He was a road agent for many of them, and is now in his, is now seventy seven. And in uh, twenty sixteen, uh, wrote uh, co wrote a uh, biography called Accepted uh, with a uh, journalist by the name of Bertrand Hibert out of Montreal, Quebec. And uh, so Pat is kind of the highest profile of those wrestlers who was at the time. I guess you could call it closeted, even though within the industry it was kind of a well-known um, thing that Pat was openly gay, mm-hmm. um, or was at least living with his partner. But he certainly was not out till fans, and it wasn't until 2014 that he even uttered the words, I'm gay, um, often referred to, and still to this day refers to his his, his partner as his friend. So Pat is so such an important part of the history of pro wrestling, but he was not the only one. I mean, there were certainly other performers, and we highlight them in the film, mm-hmm. and, and in some cases we interview those people uh, when we find them. And so there's a real history. This goes back to as early as the 1940s in terms of just representation of uh, uh, out characters. Not necessarily uh, positive representation, but certainly iconic representation and imagery that includes things like Gorgeous George in the 1950s uh, and even before that. Am I to infer, though, that in in terms of the culture, in terms of the, the culture of wrestling, the people who were involved with wrestling, was there more acceptance is it was it a more hospitable um place than than outside of the ring so to speak uh, or in terms of its sort of accepting i think it was more of again i think it was more of a don't ask don't tell thing i mean certainly people knew pat yeah. and they knew louis because louis his partner traveled with him um and at the same time you had uh, women's wrestlers who were out um, well, not necessarily, again, not out, but certainly they were known about. People like Susan Green, who was a former NWA women's champion, uh, and her tag team partner, uh, Sandy Parker. And there were, um, and one of the main promoters of professional wrestling, one of the most important promoters of professional wrestling, was a gentleman named Jim Barnett, who was an openly gay wrestling promoter. And so he, they all knew about him. And so there was people that were out 
then, but not necessarily out to the fans. So in in many cases, there was an acceptance amongst the um, performers, mm-hmm. but it was also a case of you 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 know if you if you know we knew about you but we still kept it quiet right. you know people kept their things going and people knew about each other but it wasn't so much the idea of a you know of it being uh, of it being and you know it was more of a, again a, an open yeah, secret right. um with the performers and some of them were accepting and there were but there were still many people within the industry that were not accepting and uncomfortable with it right and i think it's probably safe to say that it would not have been good for the box office if that had been something that had been open we're for talking about the 40s and 50s and into the well, into whatever era you probably until almost really when a, we started to see the open performers, or at least um, the first ones that we know about that were out, or at least open, and uh, and were actively working. I mean, we can we kind of see that kind of coming in the late sixties because Pat Patterson had started wrestling then, right, right. and Susan Green and Sandy Parker would come about in the kind of sixty nine to seventy. But there were other performers. I mean, Jim Barnett, uh, you know, was out in the 50s and 60s. I mean, he was also friends with people like Rock Hudson and was attending these parties. And he controlled professional wrestling for a large amount of it. And people were known about it. And, you know, I mean, still people to this day still do their impression of a lot of the veteran wrestlers do impressions of the way that Jim spoke in kind of a southern lilting drawl and his voice and and you know but there's a lot of affection and respect for Jim Barnett and you know a lot of reverence so we're you know so there was a level of acceptance but there was still it was still a time that you know outside of the industry um much like with race uh you know wrestlers you know, black wrestlers were often heels, and gay wrestlers, even though portrayed often by straight people and straight men specifically, were often still used as heels, which are basically your bad guys in to create villainry. And they did play on those, uh, you know, the lack of um, understanding and information and the stereotypes that people were uncomfortable with in terms of femininity and uh, masculinity, um, this idea of the gay man in a lot of cases as the predator um, towards the, the straight man. Let, let's talk about the film in terms of, uh, let's, the film again is called Out in the Ring and we're joined today by Ryan Bruce Levy, the director, and are you the producer as well? I'm one of the producers on the film. Uh, I have a few other producers, uh, associate producers and uh, producing partners. Uh, some of them are film academics um, mm-hmm. at universities, and then we have some veteran wrestling historians uh, and, that are involved as well. Uh, but I'm one of the primary producers. Well, let's talk one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you today, because I don't do this very often. And I, um, In fact, the last time I did it was for a documentary called Supergirl. It's about a, a young young girl who was uh, finding her way in the weightlifting world and uh, it was a terrific film and it later went on to be uh, went through the festival circuit and got a lot of notoriety for it the uh, but you are here because you are in in the the sort of the middle of a 
crowdfunding campaign for for the film and we can let people know about that by going to well tell me what you would prefer people to do if they want to jump in and help fund the uh fund the film where should they go yeah we do have a facebook page for the film right now it's facebook.com slash out in the ring and you can get information on the film there and there are links on there to the crowdfunding campaign we're using a site um, we've opted to go with a site uh, outside of Kickstarter and Indiegogo um, just because there's been some issues recently with censorship and uh, in solidarity with some of the projects and filmmakers who have been who have actually had their funding taken away I wanted to find a crowdfunding site that would support us and support an independent project, uh, and that had um, some good uh, ratings. And we decided on a site called Go Get Funding. And what's wonderful about Go Get Funding is they make funding uh, far more accessible, and they make funding uh, accessible throughout your project as well. So should you need any of your funding early, you can use it to, uh, while you're crowdfunding, to um, cover expenses. And in the case of our film, we have post-production um, expenses. The film is fully shot at this point. We shot over 50, 50 hours of interviews. Uh, we have over 25 to 30 hours of B-roll. And about and so we're looking and then with archival we're looking at um, over a hundred hours of footage to cut to a feature length film. So there are expenses uh, that we're we're trying to offset by crowd by trying to crowdfund uh, our our film this way uh, to offset some of those costs. And we're engaging, of course, you know, filmmakers and um, other you know wrestling fans, uh, documentary fans, and film fans in general. Yeah. And then, of course, your general friends and family, of course, come into play <laughs> when you're fundraising at, at any point. And, uh, but uh, it's a long process, yeah. um, and it can sometimes be a very time-consuming process, but the hope is that we'll be able to get to a point where we can at least uh, reduce some of the cost, if not raise all of our funding via this way, our completion funding, uh, in order to bring the film to uh, to make the best possible film there, uh, we want it to look as good and sound as good and have the best score possible out there. And also, you know, make sure that we have the best possible editing and yeah. make, make a film that really will impact and hopefully not only enlighten fans of the genre about this, but open the world of pro wrestling on any level to a broader base, much like films we've seen on wrestling in the past. Um, like like Beyond the Mat, make wrestling kind of accessible to an audience and take somebody who maybe doesn't isn't a fan, but hopefully open their eyes to uh, a different world that they don't understand, and also one uh, that highlights uh, some really brave, uh, important, wonderful performers and athletes. Well, just the sound of the, your voice, the way that you're talking about uh, wrestling, this is obviously a, a passion of yours. Something as you mentioned, you've since a, since you were a kid. You've been into, and I have every reason to believe that uh, this film will reflect that passion that you you are, that I can hear in your voice. And it, it sounds like a terrific project. Again, it's out in the ring, and you can go to the Facebook page for the film. Facebook.com slash out in the ring, or you can go to gogetfunding.com and you can search for out in the ring on the uh, on the page there, and the project uh, will show up. Right. Facebook.com, Out in the Ring. And uh, you have a Twitter account, Out in the Ring. You have an Instagram account, Out in the Ring Doc. 
and uh, you have a yeah and the uh, you're right and go get funding.com and as you said you can search for it in that you are in yeah and this is important for people who don't know how important uh, in terms of making a movie you can shoot a lot of film you can have a lot of material and it's all great and wonderful but this is where the rubber meets the road you can do a lot of the upfront stuff filming and it, it's not there's a hard cost that only come into play in this, in the terms of just uh, editing, having a studio to go to, uh, there's a lot of hard costs at the in the in the post production part of making a film, and this would be tremendously helpful if you could help out. Did I say that right? I think yeah. you absolutely did. I mean, you know, and and you know, really, on the surface, I mean, many people will look have looked at the project and kind of laughed about the idea of oh, it's a film about gay wrestlers or LGBTQ wrestlers. It's much more than that. I mean, the importance of representation and having role models and seeing and hearing the story of our LGBTQ community uh, is, is very important. And I've, you know, I mean, even in posting uh, about, these, um, about these performers on wrestling pages is, is, is still a little disheartening at times. Uh, we, we, people say that they don't care. They don't, you know, and, and it's often an idea of, I don't care who you love. I, if, as long as you're a good wrestler, but it's deeper than that because without people seeing themselves projected and shown on screen, if we don't have role models and we don't have people to see that those stories and those personas are out there and that people are out like that, then who do, who do, the, who do the youth of tomorrow look to? Or even, you know, ad- adults who've been in the closet, who do they look to um, when they're looking for seeing themselves represented in the media or publicly? And the hope is that this film will not only show and tell these stories of some very brave people. We have performers who've gone through who've attempted suicide, who've battled mental illness and addiction, who've gone through gay conversion therapy, who've transitioned from male to female or female to male, uh, who are working in wrestling now. And it's, it's a voice for them. Mm-hmm. And you have to, obviously, there are many different voices and different ways to tell these stories. And each, each story is different, but equally important and hopefully you know out in the ring can be kind of an idea to understand you know the politics around representation around acceptance around um you know equality Mm -hmm. and if we can use just small microcosm of professional wrestling which provide you know obviously is a very quirky kind of unique space then hopefully we can you know, it's another piece to a larger puzzle around the idea of, of fighting for equality and representation and uh, and a voice. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, the uh, the film again is out in the ring, a documentary about the LGBTQ wrestlers and the history of queer representation in pro wrestling. And again, you can find out more by going to gogetfunding.com. Look at, and then you can search for out in the ring and as you've mentioned the facebook page facebook.com slash out in the ring ryan thank you so much thank you for for thank you. yeah i really appreciate the opportunity to uh talk about the film uh it's it's uh it's certainly a passion of mine and uh we'll um we're looking to we've, we've brought together some amazing people and personas and performers and athletes and we've also assembled a really great crew of people that we've worked with some amazing veteran filmmakers 
came together as well to help shoot this. So uh, it's um, it's very exciting and uh, nerve wracking at the same time, and <laughs> appreciate uh, any support we get. Thank you. Yeah, again, the film out in the ring, and you can go to Facebook dot com backslash out in the ring to find out all about the film as well as out about the uh, the funding for the film. Ryan Bruce Levy, thank you so much for being here on Film School today. Thank you very much, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.